Welcome everyone to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we are joined by a special guest. Uh, but before we introduce our special guest, uh, let me introduce my co-hosts for today. We have Sharon and Jared. How's it going, Sharon? All is good. It is a nice Saturday, and I know that uh, our, our guest has something special tomorrow happening, so I can't wait to get into this interview, but all is well. Jared, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's uh, the weekend, Saturday. You know, it's, it's definitely a good week, uh, weekend for soccer, and I'd be glad to see uh, how our next guest uh, ha- handles this coming week. Should be a good one. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and introduce our special guest uh, today. So he was born in Santana, El Salvador. He played with the Republic in 2015 and 2016. Um, so back in our good old glory days, right? Which we hope <laughs> we, we get back to those days. I mean, long, we need those days again. Uh, but he's currently playing with the national team of El Salvador in the Gold Cup. He actually just scored a goal uh, about a week ago as well um, against Guatemala. And he's actually going to be playing, as of this recording, of course, uh, against Mexico tomorrow, Sunday. So uh, post-recording, I mean, we already, everyone already knows what the score was. But um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch. And we'll be out there uh, on the lookout for him. Joaquin Rivas, welcome to State of the Republic podcast. No, thanks for having me. And uh pleasure seeing some familiar faces again. And um, no, just uh, very excited in general, obviously. Uh, to be in this tournament and um, to just be uh, living through something that like many players would want to. And uh, obviously like I'm trying to soak in every moment and so far everything has been magnificent. So looking forward to obviously tomorrow's match and um, we're in the quarterfinals. So I think that's uh, something to look forward as well. And then uh, hopefully everything keeps going well for us. Man, I hope you score a goal. Every time El Salvador plays, I always try to get on, you know, to the um, the station or the app that's that's playing because I do like to to watch you when you get on the field. And sometimes if you're not like on, like in the very beginning, like in the eleven, but you come subbing on, I'll, I'll kind of keep a watch in the quarter mile. It's like, okay, Joaquin is on. Now I got to really focus <laughs> and, and watch the match because uh, I don't know if everybody knows this. When I used to work for the Republic. I remember Joaquin, you know, entirely. I remember, I know exactly the apartment you live in, Joaquin. And I, you know, and it was, it was a lot of fun getting to know you when you, when you played for the Sacramento Republic, you made a big impact on me because I knew your pedigree when you came out of UNLV and, you know, knowing a little bit about, you know, what your time at Kitsap and then hearing your high praise from Graham, Graham Smith, um, you know, where I always kept my eye on you for when you trained and when you, when you played. So, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, no, I truly appreciate that. And obviously, you're not just wonderful with me; you are wonderful with everybody. And uh, I know they all, we all miss you and all that. And uh, that was experts you did for us. And um, no, I'm I'm definitely a type of player that just has always worked hard. Even it doesn't matter if I get five ten minutes. If, come on, like I'm I'm gonna show my best and try to work my 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 butt off. So. You know, that's that's funny you would say that because yesterday we were talking about you behind the scenes. We we had a, another podcast and off off record we were talking. I said, Joaquin had like the hardest bullet shot on goal. That guy could his rock. You had the hardest shot. I, I swear to God, I, I think the keepers hated it when you were, you know, when you guys would do training sessions, the keepers hated it when you would 
fire it at them because they were going to get stung. So keep that. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that I knew that, but I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that, but yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to keep shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Sting the keepers. That's what I have to say. Sting the keepers. Leave a mark. You know, as you guys mentioned the, those stories, and we're going to get to to those, uh, you know, interesting stories from those years. Uh, I'm almost like Sharon. We should probably organize like a class of 2016, like reunion <laughs> of the Republic, <laughs> right? Of those first three years, bring yeah. whichever players can come on down, and we'll, we'll organize something and make it an event. That would be a blast to have everybody on. I know they tried to do that with the 2014. The Republic tried to do that with the 2014 players um you know get everybody on to do that but hey we could do that with subsequent years too anyhow so i know luis's first question (laughs) of you uh joaquin and i'm just going to jump right into this part is is tell us a little bit about how you arrived at at sacramento and a little bit you know take us through playing for precky and then doing the transition to buckle and tell us a little bit about all that and then we'll get into more current well the way i arrived was I was almost like towards the end of like just tryout after tryout. And obviously like my years at UNLV weren't the greatest. I went through a lot of injuries. Uh, The program itself was about to be shut down as soon as I signed. And um, so it was, it was a rough four years for me. Um, But obviously I didn't want to stop there. I wanted to keep playing. I knew I was what I was capable of and, Throughout my whole life, I've been going through where a lot of people have told me no, not good enough, blah, 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 this and that. And I've just kept fighting and keep kept working hard. So um, went through a tryout, an open tryout. And I think that's where Graham um, saw me. It was in Orange County when got picked up. And when I got picked up, I got invited to a Sacramento tryout. Did well. Um, and then eventually Preki obviously signed me. Um, and yeah, I was obviously, I was still in school, obviously. And then I had to out, drop out, <laughs> not drop out, but I, I'm still, I took one of those classes later on, but um, I decided I was like, I want to obviously continue playing. I'm only young once, so take advantage of it. And then, no, I enjoyed my, my time there, obviously, uh, especially with Preki. I, ho- I would have wished to obviously have played with him more and whatnot. And um but obviously, I was very excited, uh, especially when Sacramento had just won. I was like, this is, this is obviously a great team, great organization, great city. One of the best cities that I've been in so far in the USL. So I definitely missed that. Um, then I think the transition with Boca was just um, didn't go my way, I would say. Um, didn't play as much. So um, I don't know. I don't know why. Like I said, I've always gone through those phases where I've been told certain things like that I'm not good enough or whatever, but I think that just happens in every, in every uh, professional sport that some coaches like you and some don't. So uh, as long as I'm willing to keep working and then knowing what I'm capable of and believing, then um, I think that's where I've, I'm here for a reason. And I think it's because of my hard work. So. And th- and that's interesting. I bet you really missed when the transition to Buckle occurred. I bet you really missed Preki's because I he always he never called you by your first name. I always heard him say Rivas. Remember that? Rivas, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he would always call you by your last name because it was much yeah. easier, I think. 
yeah. and then when you went to, when you transitioned to, and I, I'm going to ask you another question here about um, Sacramento, but when you transitioned to Tulsa, do you remember that there was a little bit of a connection with Graham and the, the GM over there at Tulsa? And I think that may have helped you transition there. And then you thrived when you moved on to Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. David Irvin, that was the GM in Tulsa at the time. And, um, he no, came I to think, see you um, play. He came to Sacramento yeah, to watch you yeah. play. They were very close. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely helped the transition, obviously going to Tulsa. Um, and then, uh, Tulsa just obviously gave me the confidence to be able to, I guess, play. It, they gave me the opportunity to play, but I was like, the confidence is what I really needed. And I felt like that second year in Sacramento, I didn't, I was invalid in that. And, you know, I was playing out of position. I was playing right back, you know, and something that I've never done, not even right footed. So it was just, it made like no sense to me really, to be honest. But I mean, what, what like I said, I, I was there every day working hard, didn't matter what position I was playing. And I thought I showed great attitude, but at the end of the day, obviously the coaches would made the decision. So. Yeah. Say, so, hey, who was your favorite teammate at SAC? You know, there were so many characters there from Augie to um, Kiffy to... I think you, you should know this one. Uh, uh, Tavo? Tavo, yeah. Tavo. I know. Yeah, we got to get, we gotta get he was, him. He was my roommate. He was my roommate in the first year, too. So. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Who, who gave him the nickname Chief? Who gave him that nickname? I think it might have been Kiffy. <laughs> okay. I think, yeah. <laughs> Because that we no, but, it's so funny. Oh, I could I can see another yeah. Jeopardy live question. Thank you for yeah, no, I mean all the guys are great, obviously, in every team. And I think that's what like we all love about this sport as well. We meet and if we you know, we call them family at some point, you know, because we just share all these moments and we see them every day and we work together and whatnot. It's just it's pretty amazing what like a relationship that it turns out to be at the end. Luis, you want to take the next question? Yeah. And that's something that like, even, you know, during this time, we, we've talked about it here on the podcast. Like we can tell that with this season that we have a lot of new players and they're still trying to, you know, establish that camaraderie. And unfortunately from what Sharon tells us, uh, I guess they, they don't actually all live in the same complex anymore. So a little bit of that is, is getting lost. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate, but, uh, you guys had that, and I'm sure you guys probably had a lot of moments together. Uh, what like moment or two kind of comes to mind that like is memorable for you and like your time with Sacramento, like with other players? Um, I think we just we all got along fairly well. I would say you know even from on the weekends we would do our own thing like as a group, you know, and um, I think. Uh, along the way it's a long season that comes a long way when it when the team is together and whatnot um we would do barbies together you know at the pool when not like it was just always something that we like that we valued a lot and uh i think how you're mentioning right now that the teams right now is like not really together or how did you say that they're not living in the same place yeah um no, I, I mean i'm not saying you have to hang out with the guy every day but like sometimes like i said like those relationships outside of the soccer world like they kind of they kind of help out and it's just like okay like i'm willing like to work for this guy you know since i'm, I'm pretty close with him but um i'll say those were like my favorite moments that we were all just very like we were very close and whatnot so it helped out a lot 
I guess one thing I could could ask is the uh, transition from uh, Sacramento to, to Tulsa, because I remember uh, you, you moving over to Tulsa, and especially this year. I mean, this has definitely been a hot year for you o- over there in uh, Tulsa. So how was the uh, transition between the two cities? Uh, I would say they're two different cities in general. I mean, you're talking about California. That's, that's already a huge diversity in general and then obviously a bigger city traffic in general there's no traffic in Tulsa which is nice but it's just a lot (laughs) more calm and um just a smaller city more family oriented I would say um but no I mean the transition wasn't too difficult I would say the difficult part was that I was really away from my family um they have yet came to a game in Tulsa which I they're planning on this year. So I think that's been the hardest for me. Just I haven't, I don't really see him as much, but um, as far as like the team wise, no, it was, it was, it was fairly easy for me because I knew like, I think I was, I was, like I said, I was given something, the opportunity to actually like prove myself in general and be able to show what I'm capable of. And I think that's what I needed at the time, especially going through that second year at SAC that, it was it was it was a really rough year for me. So, um, but like I learned from it, obviously, and then I grew from it as well. And now, like I said, I without that, probably who knows where I would be right now. Like you know, I I, I definitely worked harder and and I learned from that. Like I said, so, question: Was it in Louisville or was it in Tulsa where you had that massive injury where you had that? Have- Tulsa, sorry, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, what was that? Your um, Achilles? Meniscus. Yeah. Meniscus. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you had to. You were laid up for a little while. That was mm-hmm. that was sad watching watching you have to come away from the sport and go through the re- whole recovery thing. But look yeah. at you now. I mean, look at you now. Right. You're just an yeah. amazing goal scorer. <laughs> I mean, we looked at your stats at you know how many goals you scored for for Tulsa, and it's like, man, that that guy's on fire. You know, we need some of that firepower. <laughs> <laughs> if you take a look at Sac Republic stats, we're kind of, you know, along the no, lines. No, not not even not even in the same picture. And no. like I said, it's it's. I you wish feel... it would have been different, you know. Especially mm-hmm. playing under Pricky, that I, I, I loved his style. I loved how every training session, this and that. And I just wish things would have been different. Yeah, you should drop him a note, you know, because he's the assistant up there at uh, up in uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, you should yeah. drop him a line. He loves getting text <laughs> messages out of the. <laughs> <laughs> just say hey it's Rebus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hey if, if coach briggs ever listens to this i mean we could use yeah. more <laughs> could use more uh boards right now because our boards aren't doing as great unfortunately right now they're they're in a dry spell and uh you know it's kind of except for tucker so, bone I go, yeah, except, except for tucker yeah, yeah. but all the except other for ones tucker. uh yeah all the other ones are <laughs> now you, you played you know, Joaquin, you played with um, Roro for one year, right? Yes, I did. In 2015, yeah. And then we brought him back, and then we said bye-bye to him, and now he's tearing it up at um, RGB. In Rio. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's crazy. I mean, no, but Roro has always been a stupendous player. And, yeah. You know, so it's 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 just, you know that what he's capable of doing, so it's not nothing new when you see that, so. So, uh, you know, we know, right, you're uh, you're with FC Tulsa now, and you were with them when they were known as the Tulsa Roughnecks. Uh, 
what differences aside from branding and all that, right? Because they got a really cool looking logo. It looks like LAFC is a little bit, but really cool. And and the team, I feel like with the whole rebrand, they like you guys changed completely, right? Because I know you guys right now are in third place in your group. Whereas back when it was Tulsa Roughnecks, you guys had some like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rough yeah. times, I guess, just to put it in better words. But um, what yeah. what differences have you noticed, you know, from being with that other team to this new rebranded team? It's literally a total 180 of what these new owners are have done with the club. And I think it's, they're definitely moving the right way as far as like with just everything in general, like from even the media, the, the, the way they put out the club and whatnot before they didn't even know that Tulsa even had a team. And now it's like, okay, like the, the branding is so much better and whatnot. And obviously what they're trying to build is that, for example, Louisville, Louisville is a team that's always in the final or guaranteed playoffs. That's what they're trying to build is where, every year they're trying to keep at least eight to 10 players, that core player that it's like, okay, this is going to be a a club that we want to keep these players and we want to make something for them as far as like, like living wise, you know, like playing wise, a good experience overall. And then, and like, that's what they're they're trying to build. And I think they're in the, in the, in the, in the right way of that. Whereas before it was just like, it was it was a mess in every in every aspect. We didn't even have a training field, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to be saying this, but it was just it was just a really it was a big mess. And now it's just like a whole different 180 change, and it's like people actually want to go to this club and like you know be a part of it. So and I'm and I'm glad that that's how it is because like at first I was like okay, like I'm having so much so 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 much success when I was in 2018, but it was we weren't winning obviously everything was not good so i had to leave i didn't want to leave obviously because like the city was nice and everything like uh that's where i met my girlfriend and um it was just been you know like it's been i'm i'm happy to be back and then obviously with the success it's it's it makes things even better well yeah that's that's really awesome that they did that for the team, right? Because, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of independent teams, right? I, I do not like mm-hmm. the the two teams because I feel like, for one, no one supports them. And you don't have that, like, you know, uh, like hometown vibe, right? Where people can go support their hometown team and, and there's nothing else really going on there, right? So it, yeah, it's really like awesome. Like they, Timbers uh, 2 never had a crowd, you know, um, the... Yeah, all the two teams, LA, LA Galaxy <laughs> yeah. 2 is like, okay, there's five fans in the stands. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Not cool. Yeah. It's so funny. When you guys were the Tulsa Roughnecks, though, we were always like, oh, can we please go play Tulsa? <laughs> but now... Hey, 2017, we had a good team, though. I know. We did make playoffs. <laughs> that's true. But but yeah. now now you guys are like, oh, can we just play OKC? <laughs> Well, that, we that play, last we match, play him tonight. We play him tonight. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, but you're not there, dude. You're not there. That's yeah. yeah. No, but I think it's like we because we play them four times, and I think if we tie and we already clinched the wrench. That's like our our trophy amongst oh, like God. ourselves. So wow. the pressure is on them, and, and when both last the last two games are at home, so I think we we got it. So. We got it. I'm not worried. <laughs> that's so funny we play okay I, no it is it is a to... it's a funny rivalry though because the fans hate each other like in social media things it cracks me up yeah. like the stuff they say with each other it's so funny 
That's how we were with Reno, even though it's not the same. Yes, state. I do remember seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to do that with Oakland, but Oakland's had such a rough start. We're like, Ugh, oh, yeah. We don't want to back <laughs> Go easy on them a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plus, we love half the people that, you know, play for them. And, and you know, right. Malinab is there and Jordan is there, you know. So it's kind of like we have some yeah, of yeah, our yeah. staff are there and then our players are there, you know, mm. with uh, Tyler and, um, oh my God. Emra. Emra. Oh my gosh. Oh my Emra, God. Yeah. Emra. Yeah, Do you miss yeah. his hijinks? Do you totally miss Emra's hijinks? <laughs> Emra was a total different drama queen though. <laughs> no, but he's a cool guy though. No, he's a cool guy. I, I do love... miss I miss all the guys, honestly. Like it's it's I need to get in contact with them again. But no, yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, obviously I'm happy with Emra too. I think he had a little rough patch with the injury and whatnot. And like yeah. But no, I think I think I'm happy for him, and I think hopefully it it go he goes up there again with the national team, hopefully as well. But we'll, yeah, we'll I wish him the best of luck. Everybody's had great success, you know. All the players yeah. that have come through Sacramento have had really good success, and if they didn't keep playing, they are now into a successful other career, and it's kind of cool to see that. You know, it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to watch everybody come through Sacramento, and and I don't know if you know this, but everybody who comes through. I guess it doesn't matter what, where you play, but when the fans start to love you and get to know y'all, we follow you the rest of your life. You can't get rid of us. We're like a bad booger, yeah. you know? Well, here we no, are, right? but that's, that's the nice thing about it. You know, and we definitely appreciate everything that you guys do. And, you know, so. So yeah. speaking of uh, following you, I want to, I want to get right to this too, because I really yes. want to hear this story and, and how you found out, but you know, you get called up to your national team in 2018, uh, you even score a goal right in a friendly against uh, IT and Ecuscatlan, mm-hmm. right? Your home stadium. Uh, tell yeah. us more about, like, how was that call-up like? Like, when did you find out? And how was that first game you got to play with them? <laughs> I honestly, at first, I thought it was, like, a joke or something. Like, I thought somebody was, like, trying to prank me because, I mean, I was having a good year. I was scoring a lot of goals that year. And then um, I get a message from one of the assistant coaches saying, like, He's just asking me a little bit like about my information, you know, like, am I able to like have like a dual citizenship? Where was I born? This and that. And if I'm interested and I'm like, of course I'm interested. But then at first, like, I was just like, wait, like, like out of nowhere, it was just like, out of nowhere, really. And then like in a couple, maybe a week or two, the head coach messages me. And then same thing. He's like, yeah, I want to call you up for the next upcoming games are you interested in this? And I was like, like, of course, like that's like literally every soccer player's dream, like, you know, to be able to play for their country. And so it was like, it was very a quick process of how it happened, but I think it was because of how well I was doing as well. So it, it worked out in my favor in that aspect. But, um, and then obviously that first game, a lot of nerves, a lot of anxiety and whatnot, like obviously you want to do well and whatnot. So, and it, I did. I scored a goal. We won one zero, and it was obviously just a friendly, but it's still like it's still in one of the best things that I've done in my career. So, and with my success, I think that's where it's like it's continued with like things like that. So, but luckily, like like I said, everything has been working in my favor, and uh, I'm truly blessed when it comes to things like that. So. Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah, like I, I would probably feel like it's a it's a prank too, right? <laughs> no, I really yeah. did because I was like, 
it was through WhatsApp. And then I was like, wait, like <laughs> I didn't recognize the number at all. And I was just like, all right, like who's 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 pranking me right now? And is it a female that was pranking you to try to learn? No, you it was a, it was a, one of the assistants. Yeah, I thought it was like yeah, one of my friends or something. But oh, no, it was it was legit. Cool. And I was like, oh yeah, of course I want to I want to play. That's so cool. Hey, I gotta ask you a question about playing for the national team. All right, so I have no idea the financial status of you know the um, El Salvador, you know, and their national team. But did they have? <laughs> we were talking about this yesterday. Is your I forget is your name on the back of the jersey for like official games? Yeah. Um yeah, like for Gold Cup there there is, but sometimes <laughs> like when we play in El Salvador, yeah. Even if it's like a World Cup qualifier, they're they're not. It just depends on I guess the tournament or game, I don't know, but Okay, but sometimes for, yeah, sometimes no. But, but right now, okay. yeah. Right now. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's kind of like the telling thing and then it's okay. So you're playing in the U S the locker room situation is good. How do you like the staff, the medical staff, you know, the training staff, all of that. I mean, it, is it good? I mean, like, do you feel confident? I, I know you can't say no, but I mean, like, no, they're, they're all great. I mean, from since day one, everything has been very smooth and with the guys in general, they've all accepted me and whatnot. And the staff, obviously you, you have to show up and work. Obviously there's only 11 that play, but even if you're nine to 11, you still have to work to get into that. And yeah. um, no, but the staff is very helpful. And uh, they, we watch video all the time and they tell us like, Hey, do, we need to be doing this and that, but it's, 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 it's all wonderful, but is everything there, has been good. Is there much of a transition in your brain style of play or tactics or strategy that you have to kind of unpack Tulsa and then pack for, you know, Salvador? I mean, like, is there a different yeah just because it's a different style of play different formation you know sometimes like right now last game i played as a striker and in tulsa i i don't play that so it's like it's all little things that obviously like you have to learn in a way but not like just adapt to it out that's the word i'm looking for and um uh, and that's what i'm saying the staff obviously is there to they help out all the time and then they, they walk into that transition. But, um, does everybody know your strong foot? I mean, like, does everybody understand? I mean, if they don't know by now, I don't know because <laughs> I barely use my right foot. So, except just for support. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny because they have to learn you as well as you having to learn the system and then. So that's, that's yeah. a, that's a lot to take in in yeah. a short amount of time when you're in camp and then boom, you're in games. So I have to hand it, hand it to you, Joaquin. That's fabulous what you've been able to do. And then you transition back to your club team, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's a lot. That's right up. It here. is. Yeah. It's all up here. Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's definitely a mental game. And um, like, if you're not mentally strong, then it's, it's tough. It's tough because we all go through, many bad things many good things as well and then we all gotta be able to manage that as, and as best as we can so uh, i pulled up the video of your goal that you scored um th this past week right literally um against yeah. uh, guatemala 2-0 uh walk us through like the goal itself right i mean one more minute left till the game basically ended you get that pass and uh, you take the shot what was it planned out that way like is this something that you guys practice in training or what was it just the circumstance or? I mean, no, uh, 
we don't specifically we don't specifically train for that but obviously like i mentioned before it doesn't matter if i get five or ten minutes like i'm going to try to make those as much as i can and um i know coach ugo always mentions that uh the assistant or sorry not the assistant the substitutes have to go in and do just as better than the the starting players so i think that's what i always try and do when i come out as the sub and the moment i saw uh Walmed, which he plays in the usl as well received that ball i knew i had to get in the box because he's he's he has a good left foot and he's able to find players like in that goal and then the moment i knew that i when it hit off my left foot i was like this is a goal because i connected so well with it that i was confident about that but no it was just I'm I'm a player that obviously like I love scoring and like whenever I see a ball like that I just I always want to be on the end of it and then hopefully ends up in the back of the net so it's just the hunger of of goal that I always have so I think that's what helped me out a lot in my career so but no it was just and it was the last second too now that I think about it <laughs> in more depth but no obviously one of my and I was able to do it in front of my family so it was it was definitely a meaningful goal for for me so. Well, yeah, that's that's awesome. When you get a ball like that and like you, you like kick it right, yeah. I mean, there's no goalkeeper that's gonna get it because it's it yeah. just all happens so quick, right? That it all, it all just right, goes right, there. Yeah. Wow, we need more players like that right now with Sacramento. I'm just saying, we've had some, <laughs> we've had some really <laughs> like easy opportunities that haven't been finished. So, yeah, no, that that was really awesome. Well, hopefully, I mean, hopefully though, that goes better for you guys. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, yeah. I mean, if not, we're going to do our best to try and get you back. <laughs> um, get, get you back <laughs> playing for us. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool that, you know, you got that opportunity to score your first official goal too, right? I mean, it's right, yeah, got to feel a little different too. Well, so yeah, definitely meaningful. So how, how has the organization been like? You know, I mean, of course, we just watch it on TV. We don't really see like behind the scenes, especially in a post uh I, I, I say post-COVID year, but COVID's still around, right? But in a little more normal year, but still with precautions. How, like with the games, like do they still test you guys? Like how was all that being taken care of? No, we we're on a strict protocol. We're not allowed to leave the hotel at all, mass at all times, really. But I mean, it's it's been rough still, just because we're so like micromanaged and whatnot. But at the end of the day, we're here for business and stuff we where we can't even if it was a normal day or whatever we still wouldn't be allowed to leave the hotel so like something that we us professionals we need to understand about that obviously like it's rough because we can't do anything but eat sleep and play but hey that's our jobs and that's what we love doing so but no, with like the fans, obviously that makes a huge impact. We all know that, and uh, it's just an extra boost that hearing the fans chant and whatnot and scream, and it's just it helps out a lot. So I'm glad that things are slowly like starting to get better. So hopefully it keeps going that way, and we don't go backtrack again like we did last year. So oh yeah, yeah no we we don't want to go back to to those times. And, and I and I remember those days in Sacramento. It was. It was one of the best ones, I would say, like just with how the stadium filled up and everything. It was just like, dang, like I really want to be playing right now. But obviously, like I said, it, it wasn't that way. But <laughs> that, that's awesome, especially going, you know, from, uh, you know, playing in the USL, right, with a couple thousand fans to now playing for the national team and like 
getting a, a practically mm-hmm. almost full stadium. I know tomorrow is probably going to be like a really special game yeah, for tomorrow, you, right? Yeah. It's it's going to be something else, right? To, probably, to <laughs> I would say probably one of the biggest games of my career. If I do play, I think that would definitely be one of the biggest ones. And I'm definitely they, looking forward to it. They would. I know they're not going to listen to this. Uh, I know they're not going to hear this until after the game, but they would be silly for not having you in that match, given your golden left <laughs> foot, you know? So that, that would be goofy. We're going to be watching for you. Um, I can't wait, you know? And so we'll, we'll be, we'll definitely be watching. All of us will be watching for you, Joaquin. And whether you're on or thank off. You, thank you, thank you. We will still like catch a, a, and you know me, I will sit there and take a picture of the television and, and like post yeah. it on. It's like, yeah, this is our guy. <laughs> it's like anybody who's yeah. Sacramento, it's going to like, yeah, they're our guy. It's our guy. <laughs> we had yeah. him first. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so looking forward to it. We should send yeah. him, we should send him, Luis, uh, Joaquin, some stickers. We got to send him some stickers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Send us your address, Joaquin, and we'll, we'll send you some uh, podcast decals. Yeah, that for we sure. Have, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, now with a clear bag policy, uh, as fans, we've been putting them on, people have been putting them on their clear bags, our podcast stickers. We're so excited. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one good reason. One, one more good reason for that, right? I shouldn't say the, the best reason, because the best reason is for our, all of our safety. So, uh, yeah. Good, yeah. good way to decorate that. Jared, did you have something to say? I think I kind of heard you. Um, I was just also going to re- recommend you know they make uh, great uh, luggage stickers as well. So it's they're <laughs> still on there. I mean, I, I know I don't have another trip to do until possibly uh, Labor Day weekend. I still have to plan that out for Las Vegas, but they're also going to be going with me to Oklahoma. I actually have family in Oklahoma City, but uh, uh, apparently. My my dad's side of the family does have some ties to around the Tulsa area, around Lake Ten Killer. So I mean, these stickers will definitely make it all the way out there. Hey, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> we'll see you later. Thank no, you so much. It was, it was great. Obviously, thanks for having me, and then thanks for everything as well. And then hopefully, I hear from you guys again soon. So awesome! Yeah, yeah de- definitely. You'll 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 okay. be uh, hearing from us uh, again. Good luck in tomorrow's game against Mexico. I won't be mad if you score a goal against Mexico. (laughs) Bye, buddy. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Have a great match. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye. And on that note, I'm (laughs) going to be also scooting. So I'll let you guys close out. Thank you, guys. It was wonderful seeing Joaquin, but um, Sharon's going to scoot too. You guys have a really wonderful day. And thank you so much, Luis, for always being the backbone of this podcast. And thank you, everybody, for listening in. Awesome. Thanks, Sharon. Bye, guys. Cool. Well, that was a really awesome interview. We really appreciate Joaquin spending uh, some of his time, right? Because he's busy guy, right? We we know Gold Cup is going on right now. Tomorrow is a big game for them. Really important, right? Because, uh, I mean, they're going to be fighting for first place, right? Who would have thought that Mexico was not in first place at this point? But that's that's the Gold Cup. And I'm glad it's been really competitive and uh, like I said, right, and in all seriousness, I really hope that the game is really good, uh, you know, and I made the best win, but I wanted to be uh, one of those games where maybe it just ends with one goal differential, right, because I'm a big fan of the CONCACAF, right, or Confederation, and just seeing more countries thrive is is really great because it really goes to show the growth of the sport in our area. So, yeah, what, what were your thoughts, Jared? 
Well, I'm, I'm certainly hoping for, for a good match as well. I mean, I know it's going to be uh, close, especially with, with Joaquin on the pitch. It's, it's going to be a little bit difficult to pinpoint what the score is going to be, but I hope it's a good one, and it may just come down to one goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it may very well. I mean, Mexico uh, tied against Trinidad and Tobago. So, I mean, anything anything is possible. They uh, weren't able to beat them. And I know people might say, yeah, there were some penalty kicks that weren't called. There were some red, call, red cards that maybe should have been pulled out. But, I mean, ultimately, we still couldn't beat them. No matter what happened, we still could not score against them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a interesting gold cup at least from the mexico side of things right because we know usa is like beating the rivals as as is already expected and even though they have a b team i mean they're they're pretty strong i think it's going to be a really interesting cup this year and uh, you know i really hope and, and <laughs> i always say this too and, and people might be like wait but you support your team and whatnot but i really hope we see a final that we have never seen before or a final that we haven't seen in quite a while. Because I'm a big fan of when you see uh, at least one national team make it to the final who maybe had really low hopes of actually making it to the final and then they end up making it. Um, like was the year, uh, case of like Jamaica a couple of years back that managed to beat Mexico. And, um, you know, of course, the U.S. Yep. ended up still winning that final. But things like that, right? It's like, Like, come on, like the more we see that, the more I think uh, top teams like Mexico and USA are going to take those teams more seriously. And, you know, we're just going to see more players come out of that. And I'm yeah. all for uh, more it's, competitive. Yeah, it's always good to see new blood in the final, even if one team that constantly goes in. I mean, we, we get that like with the USA or anything like that. But to have a team that really doesn't have that much chance going deep down into the playoffs to see them go into the final. I mean, it, it does so much to, to expand the game to, to show that any team can, can do it if they work hard enough. So if we see El Salvador in the final, I mean, I I, I will go for them, of, of course. You have to kind of see them overtake the USA, you know, as long as uh, Rivas stays healthy and gets in there. It's going to be a good, good one if uh, they end up going that far because that's a team you don't really – Uh, really see uh, go deep into the playoffs like that. Oh, yeah. And, and whenever a team does that, it's like, watch out, because they got good momentum, whoever has to play against them in the final. And, you know, you know they're going to just give it their all because it's like, you know, they they don't usually make it that far and they're in that position. But one thing I did forget to mention when we were doing the interview is that El Salvador is actually going to be in the World Cup qualifiers in the final round, I should say. And so that's going to be really interesting. You know, uh, we really hope we get to see Joaquin throughout that qualifier because it's going to be it's going to be an interesting qualifier because they are going to basically finish in a matter of a couple of months, right? Due to 2020 happening and and all that, so it's going to be a jam packed schedule, right? <laughs> They're going to have players like flying in and out other clubs uh, and whatnot, but. Hopefully we see him there because I think it's going to be um, really interesting to to see him in that uh, qualifier and and see how far they make it because you know yeah it's going to be really competitive and whatnot but I know that they're actually building a team for the 2026 qualifiers because the pressure is on more for them to make it to the 2026 World Cup because 
let's remember, right? It's going to be USA, Mexico, Canada hosting that World Cup. Um, yeah. There's going to be more teams. And since the host countries automatically qualify, I mean, our region is going to have a good amount of tickets, you know, to hand out to, to everyone. And so, you know, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, they, they want to make it back to a World Cup because they haven't been in a World Cup, if I'm not mistaken, since either 1990 or 1982. I don't quite recall which one of those two. Um, but I know for sure they were in uh, Spain, 82. So really interesting stuff. I mean, I, I truly think that they have a team that could be competitive. Uh, I know they've had a lot of great players throughout the years that have done pretty well in their clubs, including some players that have even played in Mexico as well. So, yeah, all the best to them. Again, I really hope we see a good match uh, because as of this podcast, the match already happened. <laughs> so I can't speak on that because it's going to happen tomorrow for us here. But yeah, really, really great to have him on. And again, we really appreciate him uh, taking uh, time out of his busy days. You guys all heard he was going to be heading on to, uh, I believe, the press conference. I think he mentioned, right, media? Uh, take yeah, care of those things. yeah. So um, we appreciate it. We were the first media today. So I feel pretty good about that. So thank you so much, Joaquin. And we're definitely going to have him back on maybe for a uh, Republic Jeopardy in the future. So be on the lookout. That would be great. Him. That would be great to have him on. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, one final thing. If uh, you haven't followed us on our three social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, please uh, give us a follow. You can find us at State Republic 12. Go check that out again, uh, just as you all saw for this episode. Sometimes we drop little teasers of uh, soon-to-be episodes, and this was one of them that we did that. But, of course, we do our Republic Jeopardy on there. Um, sometime we're also going to do some live interviews. They, they're not going to make it to the podcast. They're just going to be just live shows where we have a former player, current player, um, but more likely a former player. Uh, for the Republic, who will be on answering all your questions on there. And we're going to be um, talking to them as well. So be on the lookout for that. I, I am actually working on getting those uh, organized. And so we'll be sure to uh, get those scheduled out, you know, a good amount of time in advance if anyone wants to tune in and ask your questions there as well. So coming soon. But hey, the only way you can find out is if you follow us on social media. So one more reason to follow us. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jared, for coming on. I know you're still uh, recovering from uh, your uh, bronchitis, right, that you have. Um, yep. Hope hope it keeps getting better, man. Uh, again, we got the full weekend here still. And uh, yeah, get, get some rest and, and hope all, all is better soon. Uh, in fact, probably the only thing I may end up doing is maybe getting something to eat. But uh, as long as I already got my medicine regimen going... Everything's going good so far. The, the only part that sucks is the getting up in the morning. But once I'm done with that, everything seems to be good so far. So appreciate the well wishes on that. Cool. Awesome. And also, of course, thank you to Sharon, who had to jump off here a couple of minutes ago. And thank you so much to you, the listener, for tuning in to our podcast episodes. And we will see you next time here on State of the Republic podcast.